This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. And it's time for Dr. Peter Hammond, the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Dr. Hammond, what a beautiful sunshine Cape Town day, and we get to have you on the radio. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. I'm sure many people are concerned about what's been going on in Brackenfell and that uh, political rabble-rousers are trying to hold demonstrations uh, outside a school. You would have thought with all of the concerns about child abuse or uh, bad influence or threats to children, there are numerous laws and signs uh, uh, forbidding anyone loitering near a school or any strangers coming onto school property and anything like that. And uh, in fact, uh, many schools forbid even the parents to come onto the uh, school property during school hours, except under very uh, uh, controlled circumstances. And you know, there are so many uh, concerns to protect one's children to have any political party wanting to use some kind of intimidation tactics or rabble rousing, which involves. Uh, intimidation or political action in or around or near a school is deeply distressing for any parent. And it reminds one of the role of government and uh, the uh, whole issue of how one deals with, with crime. The Bible is very clear in 1 Peter 2, 13, 14, that every authority instituted amongst men are sent by God to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. And Romans 13 expands on this, that for rulers hold no terror to those who do right, but for those who do wrong. So a governing authority is meant to be a terror to wrongdoers, for he is God's servant. And the word there is deacon. For civil authorities are God's servant, God's deacon, to do you good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. And so the Bible is very clear that the primary role of government is to protect the law-abiding and to punish the law-breaking. And the primary duties and responsibilities of any civil government are the protection of law-abiding citizens. And uh, this is to be done by punishing law-breaking criminals who threaten the life and property of others. Psalm 101 reminds us that the duty of any God-honoring ruler is to root out evil, to protect the law-abiding, all to the glory of God. And the question is asked in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 8.11, why do people commit crime so regularly? Because crime is not punished quickly enough. Now, that's a quote straight from Ecclesiastes 8.11, that crime proliferates because it's not punished quickly enough. Justice must be done, and justice must be seen to be done, and justice must be done swiftly. Justice delayed is justice denied. And so when we have people who are called protesters, but they're not peaceful, they intimidate, they threaten, they sing, as one saw just on Wednesday, a group dancing around at that very school, going towards that school, shouting one settler, one bullet. You know, that kind of inflammatory, hateful speech has no place in a protest. Mm. I know about protests. I've led many a protest pro-life protests and the protest against pornography and so on. And, uh, we don't threaten, we don't damage, we don't leave litter, we don't break anything. Uh, everything is done in a lawful, peaceful, productive way, pamphlets, 
placards, banners, posters, memorandums, statements, prayer, singing. You know, there's, there's ways of being able to communicate without infringing on the rights and liberties and property uh, of others. And there's no need to threaten other people if we have a, a statement to make. Mm. In, uh, in debate, the term is ad hominem. Uh, you're meant to argue against the issue, not against the person. So, for example, uh, in any debate, you deal with the issue. Uh, if one thinks of it in a soccer game, in a soccer game, you kick the ball. <laughs> you don't kick the other player. And when you kick the other player, that's a foul. And uh, one can get sent off the field. That, that's breaking the rules. You, you are meant to uh, kick the ball, not the player. In a debate, you argue against the issue with facts and reason and logic and objectivity, you don't attack the person. Mm. You, know, you don't shoot the messenger. You don't uh, assume that you've got the right to uh, uh, put some kind of motive, uh, normally a nefarious motive, some malicious uh, label on the person you're debating. Deal with the issue. And Socrates said, when you start to attack the person, when you go into ad hominem arguments, then you prove you've lost the debate. Uh, because if you could argue the issue, you'd argue the issue. If you had facts, you'd deal with facts. Because you've lowered the debate now to attacking the uh, personal or throwing invective adjectives against the other person, that is hardly constructive. That is not part of the debate. Uh, that shows that you've actually conceded you've lost the debate because now you're going down into ad hominem arguments. And I think we've got to remind people again that a protest, by definition, is peaceful. In a moment, it starts to infringe on the rights, the life, or threaten the life and property of others. It's no longer a protest, then it's a riot, then it's actually criminal activity, and some of it could even be defined as uh, terrorism because you're trying to threaten other people in order to achieve some political goal. And uh, so we need to be very clear what, what the Scripture says about these things. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who acquit the guilty for a bribe, but deny justice to the innocent. We read in Isaiah 5. And one of the key principles that would really help here is restitution. Any damage to property must have full restitution. And uh, the Bible makes it clear that it, uh, the punishment fits the crime. The more serious the crime, the more severe the punishment. So Deuteronomy 19 lays out that whenever there is a damage to property, uh, the ones responsible are responsible pay back twice as much and in some cases up to four, five, or even seven times as much, depending on the circumstances. So, for example, if a person steals your bicycle, they must give you back another uh, bicycle. So that's two bicycles, the original one and another one for the, the trauma and the inconvenience and so on. But uh, say, for example, your uh, bicycle is stolen and it takes a year for it to be returned. Now, in that time, you have to either borrow or use public transport and so on. And so uh, more than one bicycle would be required, more than two even. Uh, if your, your cow was stolen and immediately recovered, uh, two cows are paid back. Now, if your cow is stolen and it's only recovered, say, in a year's time, you've lost a year's worth of milk and so on. And so more, uh, the, the judge can determine how many cows need to be repaid. Now, if you had justice like that, where a person steals your car, and they've got to give two cars back in return, or the value of that, in order to make up for the, the trauma, the waste of time, the inconvenience, all the extra expenses involved. Uh, this, this would, of course, go a long way towards deterring crime, because right now crime seems to pay. And uh, the Bible is clear there are 
all kinds of key principles, such as all violent criminals bear full responsibility for all actions, whether or not they're deemed mentally competent, drunk, of diminished capacity, under influence of drugs or alcohol, none of that diminishes their responsibility. Mm. In fact, it should add to it, because if you were under uh, influence of alcohol and you were driving a car, say, well, that's increasing your criminality because you should never mix drinking and driving, and uh, you've got to know that you could be a potential murderer when you do that. Mm. And penalties for violent youth should be the same as for a violent adult. If you can commit an adult crime like rape and murder, you suffer adult consequences. Uh, Ezekiel 18 makes it clear. And so uh, the Bible makes it very clear uh, that when you are involved in any form of crime, we are to, in the words of Jeremiah 21:12, administer justice every morning, rescue from the hand of his oppressor, the one who's been robbed. All my wrath will break out and burn like fire, because the evil you have done, it'll burn with no one to quench it. And so God is a God of love, yes, but he's also a God of justice, and he says he hates robbery and violence. And our God is a God who hears the prayers of those who have suffered under the criminal's hands, and uh, we are meant to love justice, and we are meant to hate evil, and we are to establish justice in the gate. So we trust that our civil authorities and those responsible will ensure that the people and the school and the school children, the parents in Brackenfell today, are well protected, and may we all pray that uh, property will be protected, that lives will be protected, and that what man means for evil, God may use for good and bring people to repentance this day, and may our civil authorities ensure that... Uh, uh, people are kept calm and that mm. no damage to property is allowed or any threat, certainly not to children at a school. Yeah, excellently put. And uh, there you've heard it from Dr. Peter Hammond and plenty of scripture there to uh, make you think and hopefully send you to the Word of God to do some reading of your own. Dr. Peter Hammond is the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action and the William Carey Bible Institute. A big thank you to you, Dr. Peter Hammond, and enjoy the Sunshine Friday. Thank you so much. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.